welcome to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey, and joining me today, I've got uh, two guys who play in a couple projects together. Um, the one uh, we'll start with is uh, the uh, really interesting fusion rock band that uh, has a new record out this past summer. It's called Scrumptulescent. One of them plays in Will Frang and the Good Lang Gang together officially, but the other one also plays uh, some saxophone in it as well. That band of which has a new video and song out today on the nose. Go check it out. Um, and then uh, the other one also plays in a band called Range of Motion. New project. And I'm excited to talk to them about uh, their passions, artistry, and why they do what they do. Zach and Jacob, welcome to the show. Oh, yeah. Good to be freaking be here. Yeah, thanks for having us on. Yeah. You're and welcome. thanks for coming out on Saturday, too. Yeah, same. Oh, yeah. Man, I missed shows a whole lot. Um, it was great to be back in the, in the element again. And... Um, it was done very safely. Everyone wore masks all night, and uh, you know, everyone was outside. Crazy. Yeah, it was outside in the backyard. People, uh, people braved it. Braved it. Yeah, yeah. No, that was a lot of fun. But um, yeah. Uh, which we'll talk about that show. Um, but to start, guys, how's your day been? You go. It's good. I mean, what is it? I woke up today. I went to Brass Bell Music Store where I used to work, and just say what's up to all the people to work with and then from there i went to papa john's and got a papadilla it's a pizza quesadilla <laughs> papa John. you just pull it it just fold in half if you ever want one just all you gotta do is just take a pizza you went to you went to parpy jarns parpy jarns got me a parpy dia <laughs> <laughs> but yeah and then uh, what was that? i picked up uh potato salad for the venison, which we haven't eaten yet at all, and then just came here. Yeah, <laughs> just been hanging. Lots of. I, I will tell you, um, when Brock, Jack, and I, and Garrett, and Jordan, when all of us lived together uh, our sophomore year of college, for some reason we loved Papa John's. It's not even like that good. Like I think it's, it's on the lower end of like you know the the fast food pizzas, but. Brock used to bring home so much Papa John's, and I don't know why. Yeah, Jack, Jack was just telling me about that because I told him I was going up down with the Papa John's the other day too, and he was like, Brock would come home and he would just look at me. <laughs> He's like, you know, day it is, and I'm just like, wow, yeah, that sounds like a Brock thing to do. Oh yeah, no, Brock uh, had lots of peculiar habits, like just like that. Um, I was just telling someone yesterday, actually, the story of how he likes to spend his money on really stupid movies that he thinks are hilarious to own. So he walked home one, he came home one day with a $3 copy of Going Overboard featuring Adam Sandler, which is <laughs> the worst fucking movie ever. Like, it's like one of the worst movies ever made, but it's just so funny to have because it's Adam Sandler like in like his first movie ever yeah no i say that's the that's a that's a nice thing to do it's like a, a friday night thing you go to mega media exchange and you just try and find the most 
just the crap out there. Movie. Yeah, like some there. bad Nicolas Cage. And you're like, like here yeah. we go. <laughs> <laughs> Was it Jack? Uh, other my other friend Jack just picked up uh, a movie called uh, Tortilla Heaven with George Lopez in it. So I'm curious how that. Oh, Yeah, like those uh, like twenty thousand dollar budget movies. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. We used to watch so many dumb things like that together. Um, one night we all as roommates watched The Cobbler with Adam Sandler. Um, also a really, really dumb movie. Um, various other ones. Uh, it's, but th- that's why those guys are my friends because <laughs> we've all just, in, we've just all humored off like ourselves from dumb shit. Um, John, uh, Jacob, almost called you Johnny. Jacob. Jonathan, that works too. You could do <laughs> Jacob to Johnny. Every time you say John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. There we go. How how was your day? My day? Not too bad. Went to work, came home, (laughs) (laughs) ate dinner, and now I'm here. Damn, what do you do? I'm a battery engineer at Milwaukee Tool. You like, you you use tools, like doing shit at your house, home maintenance. You got that's that's <laughs> a pretty uh that's a pretty niche job for sure. Yeah, it's it's an interesting field to be in at the moment. Um cuz there's a lot of stuff going on with uh lithium ion. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. Interesting. Yeah, I um you guys are my third episode of the day. It was a very packed day. Um yeah. and Is I yeah, well I'm I'm taking a hiatus in a couple weeks, so I'm trying to get in when I can, you know. But, um, yeah, so, boys, what we talk about on Mr. Nice Guy, we talk love and fear, passion and creativity. And uh, so, I've, so, Jacob, I've known you for a lot longer than I've known Zach, um, which we met through, like, mutual friends, I think, like. At random parties. Yeah. college. Yeah, UWM, Eastside mm-hmm. shit. But then, like, I saw, I found out that you were a musician, and I used to see you at the High Five Studio um, Open Jams. Oh, those things were fun. <laughs> they were really fun. I, I wish they still existed. But, yeah, uh, but then I see, you know, you play, you're a really fucking good guitarist, and you make music, and, uh, and then I see you playing with these guys. I'm like, oh, yeah, man. Uh it all makes sense, you know. Eventually, we we were we were always destined. <laughs> it took a few years, but yeah. And then you just had to find each other. That's usually really what it is. And then Zach, uh, I met you because you were uh, you lived was it below Will and Jack and Garrett? Yeah, yeah. They lived. Uh, yeah, they lived above us over on Downer. Yeah, and uh, I remember, like, it was around this time last year when the Goodland game became a five-piece, and uh, I saw you guys at the Paps Tap Room, and I'm like, I feel like I've seen that guy before. What, like, why Why is that guy, like, probably, like, met him before in some capacity, and that was what it was, and, yeah, you became the rhythm guitarist, and uh, then I – 
hear more about your own project, Mas Verde, uh, which you came out with a spectacular record this summer, which I will describe it once again for us uh, <laughs> as a as a box of chocolates where every song is a totally different truffle. Um, that was, I believe, the verbiage I used. Yes, a different, a different, uh, um, a variety of different sweet candies, each one a different flavor. That's it. Yeah. Thank you, Zach. Um, yeah. Love jazz chords. That's what it means. That's <laughs> <laughs> all it means. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, it was great to finally like hear your band because, you know, I'd, I'd obviously heard about it, but to actually hear what you guys are all about and then getting to see you guys this past weekend in Jacob's backyard over here, um, a little uh, backyard festival, socially distant, you know, um, done in the capacity we can. Uh, but it was fun because it was all you guys just having fun in each other's project. It's like, that's what it was all about. Yeah, what was it like? Zach was in three of the four groups. Yeah. And I was in two and a half. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, when uh, yeah when Mas Verde was playing, it was like okay, so we got the guitarist from Range of Motion, we got the bass player from Will Frank and the Goodline Gang, and then we got the drummer from Maybe Hazel. So it's everyone from a different band, band who made a second band. Who made <laughs> yes, everyone else had a different band. Yeah, no, but yeah, just inter intermingling. It's like an interchanging little community. Yeah, pretty that much. we have going on, and that was basically who showed up to play was like that. Yeah. that community because you know it's hard to you know we had what like two gigs in the summer at up and under before it closed but like otherwise it's like it's kind of hard out there uh for musicians to like just get in front of people not even get paid necessarily yeah or just like show people your music yeah yeah let you yeah. play a gig totally so you might as well just do it yourself sometimes <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean yeah i mean that's really yeah, it's all you really can do um, under the current climate. But it, it, I mean, it definitely worked. And um, as someone that kind of like just, you know, uh, I, I live off of so much energy from live music, like normally, like to have a breath of fresh air with that this past weekend was so much fun. And uh, I had a fucking blast and I drank so much beer that night. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I I was yeah we like from last time we like so last time we're like this is so much fun right? it's yeah. just like that's what we thought so we're like we'll do it again and so we had like we got lucky I was like I got like one weekend of good weather where it's like not gonna be too cold yet yeah and that's what we got and it was also weird but I'm like this time we'll have a keg though I'm like we'll make some improvements so like last time we didn't even have a stage. Um, I had half the amount of lights, um, no keg. And then this time I also, we had, I had a guy uh, named, one of my friends named Ty. He used to run like a music festival in Madison, like a local one uh, for like metal groups. Sure. And he's like, he's obviously not doing anything right now. So I'm like, help me out. And so we built the stage and everything. And then our girlfriends did all the decorating and made it real they gave it a fucking nice touch. <laughs> not gonna lie. They made it the bats, spooky. the bats behind the stage. The bats <laughs> were a nice touch. I noticed that in the middle of your set. Like, damn, it's 
this is real spooky out here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, the torches were a nice touch as well. Um, yeah, uh, there's a lot of people I haven't seen in a while, but yeah, bringing people together. Yeah, always a pleasure. Um, and I was real hungover Thank on you. Sunday, <laughs> um, but it was worth it. It was definitely worth it. So, um, okay. Well, before we talk about all of you guys' projects, um, Zach, since uh, Jacob, oh, there's Jacob. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Zach, we'll start with you. Um, Zach, tell me a little. So, for one, where did you grow up? I'm from, uh, I mean, I grew up in Janesville, Wisconsin, so it's uh, south of Madison a little bit. So, yeah, it's like 40 minutes south of Madison, but I grew up uh, there my entire life. And then I graduated high school and moved to Milwaukee, so. so tell me about when music kind of first appeared in your life as a creative outlet. When did you start playing? Oh, let's see. I mean, I... Uh, Let's see, my dad got me a guitar for uh, Christmas when I was like eight or something, eight or nine. But uh, all I knew how to play on it was like Smoke on the Water and then <laughs> never went beyond that. And then it wasn't until, it wasn't until I, uh, I was like 13 when I started getting guitar lessons, took lessons for a year. And then after that, just kind of played a little bit. But um, it wasn't until high school that uh, I started playing with my sister for like some talent shows. And then when I switched schools, I switched high schools halfway through and I met a good group of friends who were all really into music. And then that's when I started, uh, that's when I really started writing music. <laughs> well, I, when I started writing music, it started because a, a friend of mine uh, a friend of mine, Ethan, really wanted to make rap music. And I had some, <laughs> I had some experience uh, on garage band and recording music so I helped him out and, and then I was like I should try that so, <laughs> so, so made some SoundCloud uh, raps under the Wisco kid just <laughs> so good yeah. but then after about a year of that I was like what am I doing these are terrible that what I always tell people I'm like if you go and listen to those it's like uh, it's like if you took 90s or like 80s really like oh, hip to the hip and it happened it's like you did that but if you gave it to like a six-year-old that's how i describe it but <laughs> hey I man i would i would listen to that <laughs> yeah, i remember <laughs> i was around a fire and michael was telling us about the mixtapes oh my make. god <laughs> I, I made a literal cassette tape mixtape of this and uh yeah that stuff's still out on soundcloud so if you can look it up but after I did that, then I realized, wait a minute, I play guitar. I, I got, um, I was really into folk music at the time. And then I started writing actual, uh, started writing music uh, and instrumentation and recording, uh, got more into it. And then that's when I decided that's kind of what I wanted to do and use that. Uh, and just have been doing that ever since. Oh, yeah, I did love to see that. Um, Jacob, how about you? Where, where are you originally from? So I'm from not too far away. I actually went to Janesville schools for a bit. Um, but I'm actually like, when I got into high school, I went, I'm from Stoughton, Wisconsin. Oh yeah. So, but so like I actually started, so I'm like, I'm not from like the city of Stoughton. I like lived on a farm outside of it. So I actually, the until like third grade, I went to like this three room schoolhouse in the middle of a cornfield 
where it was like combined grades, kind of like the old days where it's like one teacher, but like four different grades in a class. And part of the curriculum um, was like take piano lessons. So like it was a parochial school. So like every day, like starting at six years old, you just walk across to the church and then you get a piano lesson for like a half hour. And so I just played piano for like six years and I was like, eh, I don't necessarily like this. And then I picked up the saxophone cause that's middle school band. And then one day I was at an, like a, just like a little auction thing and I saw a guitar and I was like, and at that point I just gotten into Guns N' Roses. I'm in seventh grade, Guns N' Roses, Green Day. And I'm like, oh my God, an electric guitar. And so I used basically all of my allowance money to buy it. And then I bought a Guns N' Roses book and just tried to learn Sweet Child of Mine. <laughs> and then again, uh, similar to Zach, I got lessons for like a year around 13 years old. And then I was very fortunate. My first guitar teacher was just he, he knew what he was doing and like he knew how to read people. So he knew he's like, you don't want to learn. He's like, I could tell you don't want to learn like these songs. You want to learn how to play like the guitar player in the song on your own. So he taught me music theory at like 13 years old and how to apply it on the guitar. And so then I just started writing music ever since then. And then I was like, I was in a band and a couple bands in high school. One, we also have some SoundCloud shit. <laughs> what was the first band called Pierre knows <laughs> Pierre knows and so our biggest song was about one of the members um ex-girlfriends and she was ginger and we titled the song crazy gingers <laughs> <laughs> and it was this like late 70s fog hat style <laughs> oh my god rock song and so <laughs> Then I got into college and eventually met him and <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Now we're going. Yeah, and here you guys are in a lot of projects. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah true. It never ends. Yeah. 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 No, I I hear that for sure. Um yeah, when was when did you guys like first jam together? Well, let's see. Well, well I remember was it we met each other at the high five at the turner hall the turner yeah so, turner hall. Yeah, yeah so it was the turner hall high five top five yeah uh, yeah. Concert, or, uh, yeah we were both at that show and uh, jacob knew my old roommate jake because they were both going to school for engineering yeah. yeah and uh, so ran into him there and that was the first time we ever met each other and then kind of like you two just happened to be at you know the same parties and whatnot and have similar friends and and then finally um jacob's old uh old band uh had mas verde open up for them at the up and under and then J uh jake who was the lead guitarist for mas verde for a period of time moved uh down to north carolina and first person i thought of because <laughs> after that show after the up and under show is like Oh, this guy just kicks ass. <laughs> I need this this he kicks, guy. He kicks ass. Ass. So I was like, uh, yeah, no doubt about it. And then, uh, yeah, I hit him up. I'm like, hey, Jake's gone. I need a new Jake. <laughs> yeah, you hit me up like sometime midwinter. Yeah. It was you hit me up, and we're like, I'm like, hell yeah. And so we we like showed up. It was just me and him. He showed me all the songs, and we got like a full practice together. 
and then we got a whole slew of gigs lined up yeah. from like March to May, and then fucking and then COVID. What we <laughs> what happened over the past we had, like we had a lot going for us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're like, oh my god, we're doing this. Like, oh yeah. And now, and now the up and under is closed. Yeah, <laughs> rest mm-hmm. in peace. Yes, R.I.P. Yeah, I did see a, a handful of really good shows there. Yeah, I, w- I will miss it for sure. It's hit or miss, but like sometimes you know it's just like some random. Yeah, the up and under new band would just show up and like, wow. <laughs> yeah, the one thing about the up and under was that was a place where anybody could get a gig because they just wanted to have live music in there. Yeah. All the time. So it was, I mean, that was the first real show that Mas Verde ever had was at uh, the Up and Under. So, and I'm sure that's how it was for a lot of people. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, for sure. So yeah. Be- so, oh. Zach, um, because you are the front man and lyricist of Mas Verde, uh, I'd love to hear a little bit about like kind of what you conceptualized with this project like what was what did you want it to be when you started it um well yeah i mean it came up because i always did uh solo uh, i was always writing music as a solo artist or like singer songwriter type you know just sing an acoustic guitar and then i eventually realized i wanted to uh really beef up the sound and actually incorporate multiple instruments and multiple people and just kind of take it to that next step and have other musicians involved because that's going to be the best way to you know just really i don't know sonically you know make something better so then i wanted to have a band and so came up with mas verde with my old roommate jake and then just kind of slowly started meeting more musicians and playing with them. And my whole deal was that, uh, cause I always uh, write all of the original music from Mas Verde. I come up with all of the, the chord progressions and the basic structure and write all the lyrics. But uh, what kind of brings all the music alive is all the people who are involved with it. So my whole thing was just kind of having a name uh, for just kind of having a name with these songs that I wrote, but have a bunch of people involved with them. Like, like Scrum Trelescent, the, the album, it has, there's over 20 people who play on it. And so it's like, Mas Verde is a band, even the shows, like, you know, multiple drummers coming in and playing different songs and different people, different guitarists coming up. And it's the idea that it's uh, more than just like a set group of people. It's just kind of a, it is almost like a, a little community and it just has a name under it. And it's these songs and this name, but it could be anybody involved with it. So that was always my thing. For sure. And it translates to more green, right? Yeah, more, yeah, more green. <laughs> yeah, I have to, I mean, I have to give credit to, <laughs> to Jake, my other roommate, Jake, because he came up with it. Because originally the group we call, uh, it was Arbor Ridge. It was a place that uh, we met in Janesville where we used to go longboarding all the time. There's a bunch of hills going through there. But then we kept like uh, just listing off names. And then he said Mas Verde. And I was like, oh, that's pretty good. Like, that's pretty funny. And then I just kept coming back to it. And uh, we went under Arbor Ridge for a while. And then I turned to Jake. I'm like, you know what? Mas Verde is such a better name. (laughs) Like, wow, what are we doing? I'm like, that's the name. So, yeah, and the rest is history in terms of that. Oh, yeah, dude. 
Fuck yeah, man. Um, clear record, scriptural essence. Uh, really loved the record, like genuinely. Um, I remember, I still remember when it came out. Um, and uh, I listened to it like first thing in the morning. And uh, I, yeah, it was just really, it was, it's, it's always fun hearing like records from people like, you know, on a personal level. Um, you know, I always enjoy that part of it, but it was just great to see, like, you know, because I know obviously the Goodland Gang's music so well. It was just great to see your own compositions here in full, in full force. So, for one, well, let's start with the title. Where did the title come from? <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> yeah, so the I'm curious about this. Oh, it's gone so controversial. <laughs> So the title of the album, and then the, there's a title track, Scrum Trelesson, on there. So where that comes from is that is a word I've always used, and it comes from an uh, an SNL skit, actually. Oh, nice. So it was a it was an SNL skit with Will Ferrell and Alec Baldwin, where he was playing James Lipton, who was uh, who would talk the actors inside the actor's studio. And he was talking to, um, I don't remember who Alec Baldwin was playing, but he was saying, it's like, this movie that he was in, it was magnificent. No, 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 no. It was excellent. No, no. There is no word to describe the portrayal <laughs> of, this, of, of this scene. So I'm going to make one up right now. Scrum Trelesson. And that was so it's like this made up word that's supposed to be so like <laughs> so good that it's just this new word or whatever. And I don't know, that just always stuck with me. And it's on do you look up like the best of Will Farrell SNL? That's I'm pretty sure that skit is in there. That's oh yeah. We well, used to have that on DVD when yeah. I was younger, actually. Oh yeah. Yeah, so that's that skit is on there and that's where that comes that's where that originates from. Oh, fun, yeah. And you also have a, 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 a track named after the band itself on that record. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah, he does. Yeah. <laughs> I, got the, yeah, I got the idea from that because of Peach Pit. I really like the band Peach Pit, and they have a, they have a song called Peach Pit. Uh, and so I was like, hmm, I'll just make, I'll kind of do the same thing. And it's, and it's my, and it's personally my favorite song. And it's just like the, I guess embodiment of the band and the whole point of the song is just you know it encapsulates like the music and the vibe of what Mas Verde is supposed to be and it's like you know kind of nostalgic looking back also looking forward and just kind of you know reminiscing thinking but mostly just about fun and it's just yeah. like I don't know just the the here and now and yeah yeah which is a good um, indicator of just the climate and culture of togetherness that bands like Mas Verde and Will Frank and the Goodland Gang um, that they foster when they play. Like their shows are just a total, it's, it's, I mean, it's all a party. It's all like just, a lot of friends getting together for a great time and embracing one another. And no matter what is going on in the rest of the world, because this year has obviously been a hellscape of a year, like yeah. it's great to feel like, you know, that um, just that joy of uh, with one another. And uh, um, we definitely got that this past weekend. And uh, I imagine like, it's been uh, frustrating not be able to really play much shows uh, mm -hmm. with this band that is 
that has such a like live friendly demeanor you know it's a case in point of like the community during the goodland gang set like i'm on like a few songs right playing the saxophone and like it's just such a casual environment of like musicians coming in i was i was taking a piss and all of a sudden i hear they're they start steal your breath i'm like holy fuck i'm on this song (laughs) (laughs) and like i was like you know like my main two things where i was in the whole set was done so i'd had a lot of beer at that point will made me chug a beer during the so i'm like pissing a long time i'm like i have to play the saxophone really soon (laughs) so i just run out there and i like hop up on stage and like so and then you catch your bearings yeah and then it's just like everyone just kind of and like they would have played the song just fine without me but like then they have me up there and will's just like happy to have me there (laughs) freaking go dude what a happy-go-lucky guy. Shout out to Will. Yeah. Will <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I remember at one point, Will, like, asked for a beer when, like, during his set. He asked for a beer, and I was like, oh, I got you. So I walked over to the keg and tried to, like, uh, tried to pour some, and I got, like, a couple, like, three drops of foam. I was like, yeah. Yeah, it's after we tap it, probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I got nothing. Like, damn, we we totally demolished this keg. <laughs> then someone walked up with like a, a white claw and set it down, like right under him. So yeah, he was in good hands. Yeah. yeah, my favorite song on Scrumptious Lesson was "Sweet." That was my favorite. Hey, me song. too. Yeah. <laughs> hey. yeah. Well, yeah, no, I remember you were telling me that at uh, one of the one of the the Frank Gang shows. Um, yeah. yeah, that's I, I will say that is definitely something that's been really interesting to hear from people because I mean, pretty I mean, pretty much across the board, I've heard. I think so far every single song is someone's favorite. Like, there's oh, not good. one in particular. It's just there's like not one in particular. Everyone has a specific favorite song. And, uh, and that's, I mean, that's kind of, that was kind of the point of it. Cause there's a lot of <laughs> very stark differences across it. What I always thought was funny was that, so it starts off with today, which is kind of this, uh, we produced it. So it's kind of lo-fi, you know, like that. Oh, I actually over, really like that over the radio. Yeah. Over the radio kind of thing. And then it goes into drive-in, which it kind of fits the, the vibe of that, but it goes into drive-in, which is almost like this kind of uh country rock ish kind of song and it's just like what in the <laughs> and at that point you're like what is happening but uh but yeah and because of that since there's such a difference um, uh, among the songs because I, I can never i can never just pick one genre of music to uh, focus on and it's like why not yeah just whatever you're feeling you, like you shouldn't have to you shouldn't oh, no. have to Totally. No, that's, I mean, those are the best. Like I always think of, uh, I always think of bands like King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard where every single album <laughs> they come out with is something different. And it's- you, yeah. Speaking of which, did you see them at the Riverside last year? No, I The tickets were sold out. I was, I was looking at that. I know a buddy who went to that show. Dude, I'm lucky I have friends in high places because <laughs> I, I got to go to that show from, for breaking and entering um, because we get press coverage. Nice. But a couple of my friends work in uh, like the management over there. 
and we got to see them from like the box seats on the left side. Ooh, oh, that's sick. And their last record, the Infest the Rats, Rats Nest, was like thrash metal. Yeah, <laughs> man. It was heavy. It was insane, bro. That is such a good I definitely see them when you get a chance, man. That's such a great show. Oh yeah, they're they're a great band, fully stacked too. They have a bunch of people again. Another band that's yeah. like a bunch of people who play in that. Absolutely. So, yeah. Um, so you played some new stuff this past weekend. Uh, mm-hmm. What are you working on now? Um, let's see. By I mean, the way, new stuff. He brought up the song called Clementine. He just threw it in the group chat. Yeah. And then. Friday night, we just run through everything without having practiced for three months. It's like, I got this new song. I got this new song. I'm like, I want to play a new song. It's an original. I'm like, dude, I thought you were covering a Halsey song. <laughs> oh, yeah, because he's like, he's I like, thought it was a cover. Yeah, he was like, I just thought we were all these new songs in the set list were covers. And this is like, Clementine, are you kidding me, dude? There's like 10 songs called Clementine. And so, um, yeah, and with that one, before you even got to rehearsal, it was <laughs> right the last second, Jack hopped on the drums and started playing faster, and we started playing the song faster. And I was like, oh, I like this way better. So, <laughs> so at the rehearsal, we decided, oh, just kidding. The song's tempo is completely different. We're completely changing the song the day before the show. Yeah, hell yeah. So, um. So you guys are kind of gradually like starting to introduce new songs to the group sort of thing? Or? Yeah, I mean, right now, uh, you know, since Scrum for Lesson just came out uh, in in July, uh, I haven't, you know, I've obviously, you know, always writing new music and uh, continuing to try and come up with new stuff. But uh, for the most part, I haven't really... Uh, planned on trying to release any new original music necessarily it's more of just like taking some time and you know still trying to promote the the album and uh, you know once the time comes start playing shows and playing those yeah. songs and that's t-shirt demand of the ass <laughs> at some point yeah <laughs> whenever we can reorder t-shirts again yeah again. i want one yeah exactly. I've, been, I've been buying so many t-shirts lately from bands like yeah hook me up bro yeah, so like yeah, that as well. Like trying to get, um, trying to reorder a lot of the the merch that we had from when the album came out. Uh, but yeah, in terms of of new music, like still writing new music, and I already know uh, some songs that will be on whatever the next project is going to be. Uh, but in terms of recording that and putting that out or doing singles or something like that, right now it's more of just just taking the time to just leave what I have out there and uh, let that kind of ruminate. And then at some point, probably next year, we'll look at uh, recording another album and uh, doing, you know, doing even more. So, you know, just recording a bigger album longer. Do Because there was a, there was a couple things we were supposed to do with uh, Scrum Trelescent that we didn't even get to end up doing because of COVID, like uh, on songs like Better Days at the end where there's there's already a bunch of instrumentation on that there was supposed to be on top of that a saxophone quartet that we couldn't end up putting together before the before uh we could have it out so we had to cut that so yeah whenever this next album comes out definitely gonna try and you know just expand on what we've already been doing but yeah what the good thing i kind of want to do right now is uh 
put out, uh, I want to do, I'm just trying to do cover, like reimaginings of songs, like cover <laughs> songs. Yeah. So I, what, the thing- You did Old Town Road, that was like- <laughs> Yeah, we did a funk re rendition of Old Town Road. Just get the wah pedal in there. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> so I think, honestly, the next project I might put out is like a small EP of just like reimagined cover songs or something like that, where I'll do all the instrumentation and then work on production myself and just just to kind of experimenting around and uh just building and working on the craft uh before delving into a full new you know solid projects like for a you know a second release yeah totally so right now so jack is playing jack fricky is playing mm -hmm. bait and preston thurler is playing drums right correct yep and then this guy on the guitar yes and um, yeah and one of the one of the other things too is I'm uh, down in uh, North Carolina is where I'm technically living now. So I came up because he told me they were gonna do another backyard show. I'm like, you bet, Monster Face, freaking be there, dude. Sounds like a bunch of guys being dudes. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of dudes being guys. Fucking throw a show, man. Oh, buddy's doing what pals do. No, what he's got to do is because they they live in a movie theater. Yeah, right. That they're renovating for gigs and studio yeah for our music if venue he, once he gets the studio built which yeah i might take some time to help you guys out yeah come spring then just invite us invite moss faraday down for a week and just lock ourselves in the studio right <laughs> yeah like if you already have the structure and the ideas we'd fucking crank that out in a week oh definitely yeah so it's just a matter of um yeah just a lot of big things coming along uh that's you know more than just in milwaukee wisconsin you know in general so just trying to kind of balance out what everything that's coming forward and you know there's definitely between all of the people like between jacob and like the people in mas verde and then everyone who's in the you know who's like recorded on mas verde plays with us and um yeah just big things ahead in general totally man we love to see it looking forward to it jacob Let's turn uh, the tables on you, my friend. So, um, uh, so tell me a little bit about your project. So, oh, uh, so we titled ourselves at the show. We were titled Range of Motion. That was our interim title because we're pretty new. So, right now, I think we're set. We have to. We have practice Saturday where we're going to decide fully. But we're thinking the name will be Fungo Bungalow. You heard it here first. You heard it here wait, first. Is it, wait, fungo bungalow? Fungo, like the bat, you know, like fungo, batting practice. Fungo, fungo bungalow. bungalow. Okay. At first, I could like fungalo bungalow. No, fungo, <laughs> that's too hard to say. Fungo <laughs> bungalow is just fun to say. Fungo bungalow. <laughs> so, so this comes out, so he moved to North Carolina, right? So obviously we're not having weekly practices. We're not scheduling regular gigs to whatever capacity we could. Yeah. Um, and so one of the one of the many drummers that was in Moss Verde was a guy named David, which I think I think you know him. Um, and so I one like one of our last practices before we started our July thing, um, we went to David's house and we jammed in their garage, and the neighbors called the police on us, and then we had to get thrown in the fucking basement. Uh, so <laughs> we didn't get a fucking ticket. Um, 
it was actually kind of a funny situation. A cop showed up, and he was so mad to be there. He just, he physically loved our music. He was like, yeah. He's like, this is great music, guys. Sounds good, you guys. <laughs> I just absolutely. The, the, the rules of the city of Milwaukee are that the uh, complainer or the call-in can yeah. literally request that you get a ticket, ticket if they want. And they were very gung-ho about it. Um, so well, we ended up going to the basement, and then I, uh, one of the – like the keys players that we ended up featuring that I hadn't met yet with who, who lived with David, his name is Natan. I met him that night and uh, we exchanged contact info. And then like we went through our July gigs, the kickback part one. And then literally that next week, Zach leaves. And I'm like, well, that was way too good of a, like two weeks of music playing to like have nothing going on. So like I messaged David and Natan, I'm like, let's fucking jam. And so then one of David's good buddies, name is Ben, the real tall guy. Right, uh, the vocalist. Yeah. yeah. Ben, not you, different. <laughs> not me, right, yeah. <laughs> um, so, so David knows him and they had produced music together before. And this guy's a really good songwriter. He loves just writing lyrics and guitar riffs is like what he loves to do. And so we get together for a practice and we just start jamming to some Jimi Hendrix. And then he's like, Hey, I wrote this. And we're like, fuck, this is pretty sweet. And then he ended up getting a job and actually being able to move to Milwaukee. And we're like, okay, okay. And so the one thing we were like, we need some low end, we need some bass. And so originally Natan was trying to get this girl that he knew to sling like backup for us. And then she was a little anxious about it and didn't want to be in. She's like, but my brother plays bass. Mm. And we're like, let's have him try out. And it's like, and it turns out he's 16 years old, but he's like insane. <laughs> we're like, dude, you're like a prodigy or some shit. I don't fucking, I'm like, I wasn't that good when I was 16 at all, at anything. <laughs> Yeah. And like, he just doesn't even look 16. He just acts mature. And we're like, okay, whatever. Fuck it. So we're like, we got a five piece band now. And so then we just practice. And like, so David and Natan and I would like, we would like hash out a song structure wise and everything. We'd record it, even if it's just like a demo. And then Ben wrote some lyrics. And then we realized that like, we had a good thing going. We're like, we write pretty decent songs, we think. And so like that put me in the mood. I'm like, and I know Will had spoke even after the last kickback. He's like, hey, let's do another one. So I was like, now I've got a group. Let's let's do it. And so we've been together a month, and that was our first show together. Damn. And we thought it went solid. So now David and Natan are basically doing what he did with his house and taking the whole living room and just turning it into a studio right now. And so we're going to begin making our first project this weekend. Fun. So Man, I'm really, exci- I'm really excited to see where that goes. Yeah, that is really exciting. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, for your first show, I wouldn't have been able to tell it was your first show. <laughs> you guys were all, it was cohesive. It was um, a good uh, blend of covers and originals. And it was, you know, yeah, like Ben has a really awesome voice and 
Oh my god! I remember Bruce getting heat when he fucking threw out that brings Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, <laughs> I, I got chills from that, dude. I never heard them. They put that together one night while we were chilling upstairs, like we weren't even listening. Yeah, and they're like, "We're gonna play it at the show." I'm like, "Cool." <laughs> and then I'm like, "Oh man!" Yeah, they started doing that. You don't know what I thought they were doing? I thought they were gonna do Dancing in the Moonlight. Like, yeah, they, that's what I thought they were right? gonna do too. <laughs> yeah, and then out of nowhere, you're like, <laughs> "Thunder Road, here it is." Yeah, man, yeah, so was, like, just awesome. I'm like feel thankful that I'm like, there's they are a bunch of talented musicians, and so, and we have we have people in and out all the time. So I feel like we'll kind of turn these projects kind of in a similar way to uh, Moss Verity a little bit, where we need some we want some features and shit as we start recording, and we have a good relationship with uh, with Frank and the Goodland Gang. So like, why not? Yeah, so. Yeah, man, we love to see it. I look forward to it. Um, so the Goodland Gang, Wilfrang, Goodland Gang, the the Wilfrang Gang Bang. Um, <laughs> so I've known. So I mean, I've been friends with Jack for six years. So like, you know, me and him just we go really far back, and we were roommates a uh, couple years ago, and. Uh, I remember like when Jack's room was, his bedroom was right next to mine. And I would be like in my room when it was still called the Wolf Frank band at the fir at first, when they were just playing all of Will's songs, like in Jack's bedroom. Uh, like was this, was this above a uh, fucking black rose? Above the black yeah. rose. Yeah. Dude, I remember going there with my RA. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, man. So, yeah, I remember, like, a lot of the songs that are still played out by you guys today were, I remember hearing them in, like, their fetal stages. I remember Steal Your Breath was, um, like, that was one of those songs that, like, you know, they used to play, like, just in Jack's bedroom, and Oh, um, it's been cool to just, yeah, it's, it's an old song and, and so is, uh, coming home, you know, and, um, it's just been cool to see the group grow and evolve into something a lot more grand into a five piece with keys and rhythm guitar. And, um, and I'm proud of them. The, the video today geeks me out so hard, dude, that's <laughs> Dude, I mean, Brock is fucking hilarious, dude. And I, I like, <laughs> but he's also really creative. And I just thought it was a good blend of like really good shots with like Will walking through his lyrics and everything, but also like the goofy ass party at the end and then Jack getting arrested. <laughs> I. I, I thought it was so much fun, and uh, yeah, um, I uh, so Zach, how did uh, how did like kind of the conversation start with you entering that project? Yeah, so getting into yeah, getting into the band because obviously yeah, so they lived above us, and it was so funny because I remember as they were moving in, I was uh, headed out of town for a couple of days. 
and Jack called me. He's like, uh, <laughs> he was talking to them as they were moving in and saying, hey, just want to let you know that uh, Zach has a band. And so they play a lot of loud music just to let you know. And Will's like, uh, yeah, same. <laughs> yeah. So then, yeah. So, I mean, pretty much, what was it? The, I mean, the day I got back. So like within the, the, within the first week of when they moved in, uh, they all came down. It was Garrett, Jack and Will, and we just jammed. Uh, so like within the first week they moved in and pretty much since then, uh, would get together and jam and hang out and just like play music and exchange, like, you know, uh, go over songs that we've written together and just kind of like, Oh, what are you, like, what have you been working on? What have you been working on? And, um, you know, and I knew that they'd been playing and, uh, went to a bunch of their shows and whatnot. And then, uh, <laughs> you know, what was it when they moved out? And I remember, uh, Will came to me and was talking about, um, was talking about putting together the five piece, adding keys. And then they wanted me to do rhythm guitar. And I, <laughs> and I'm looking at Will like, well, I mean, I didn't want to say anything. I didn't want to be like, can I, can I join your band? <laughs> So I was like, well, I've been waiting for this moment. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. So, yeah, so Will came to me, and this was right before, I'm trying to think, because this would have been, um, this would have been last year, August, when they were uh, going to, when they were going to play the Paramount Blues Festival in Port Washington, and that was going to be the first uh, time, first time that the five piece put together and then I ended up playing with them a couple times before, but that's kind of how that all started was they wanted to grow the band from the trio to the five piece. And they, uh, so they asked me if I wanted to, to join and then started playing with them from there and then uh, had been until now. And actually uh, Jacob here, since I'm gonna be in North Carolina, Jacob is actually going to be taking my place in uh, Will Frank and the Goodland Gang. Oh wow, awesome! Yeah, man. So it's a big circle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so that's what's that's what's nice is since we, we have so many people, uh, it's such a good community between musicians here in Milwaukee and everything. It just works out because yeah, I know you know Jacob plays in Mas Verde and we all know each other. And, you know, when I was leaving, Will was saying uh, how, yeah, because obviously they need a new guitarist. I'm like, yeah, freaking get this guy because he's incredible. So, yeah. Incredible. Head up there after this. Actually, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah after this, we're going up to, up to Port to, uh, to, go to, to go to see Will and Jack. Hell yeah, dude. That's dope. Um, well, that's exciting. Um, Jacob, that's awesome. Uh, <laughs> I look forward to seeing you up there, definitely. Um, yeah, so it's, uh, I, they put me on almost every song but one. I do saxophone on their new record coming out later this month. Yep. And so, which one? Dave, which one? Yeah, which one I think you play? The single they were on the on nose. nose. Yeah, every other one I have some little part usually in the chorus or at the end or something. Yeah. Um, so I think I'll be doing like a lot of like horn because they already have, you know, they have keys and a guitar with Will. So like I'll probably be doing a lot of dual stuff where I'll do a lot of horn as well as some guitar. Yeah. So they might have a, it might be like kind of a new type of Frangang sound because it's, you know, there's a fucking wind instrument in it now. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah. which I've been really like, this motivates me. Cause that's like the instrument that I like, I'm like, I really want to be good at the sax. Like, like I am at guitar, but like, I just never had the motivation and like being asked to like be featured in all these things. I'm like getting the motivation to like expand my instrumentation, which is really cool. Totally. I couldn't be more excited about that. Oh yeah, man. That is exciting. Um, so the record comes out on the 30th at the end of the month here. Yep. Um, uh, five songs, right? Yep. Yeah, I think, yeah, it's going to be five songs, like uh, like part one. I think, yeah, it's also uh, five songs there. Right. Yeah. Um, Jack was telling me a little bit about the track listing. Um, and, yeah, I look forward to hearing another uh, Good Lang Gang record. It's been a long time coming. And... Uh, you know, we've gotten a couple singles uh, since the first record, but like I said, I mean, the Goodland Gang just feels like a big family at this point. You know, it's it's a family of musicians and friends and just people that believe in the sharing space, doing live music, drinking beers, having a great time, just really like embracing the, the little pleasures in life which especially right now in such a depressing, horrible hellscape of a year, it's, that stuff is so warranted, you know, like I, every time that's why, like, you know, any opportunity I get to hang out with those guys these days, like I will take up, I mean, usually I need a ride because they don't have a car and they live (laughs) on Washington, but point being, is like I'll, I'd never pass up a time to hang out with those guys because Will and Jack and Zeus and Melissa and you guys obviously <laughs> like yeah, yeah, all it's you, like, like it's it's a blast, man. It's always it's always just like I never think about anything else when I'm hanging out with them. You know, I just yeah, only maybe. think about like having fun and. Either, yeah, I noticed like if we go up there and we like do a bunch of shit, and then like the next day I'm at work, I'm like all cylinders. Like it bleeds in, it bleeds into the other areas of my life when you have that kind of a social community where like you just all of a sudden you're like you're just more energized during the day, so you just do better at your other stuff that aren't even involving music necessarily. Yeah. And it just kind of does that for you. Yeah, it's infectious. It's a, I mean, it's a group. It's a good group of people in the inner circle that uh, between Will and Jack and just you know friends of friends who know each other, and we all just kind of build off of each other's energy. Yeah, man. Hell yeah, dude. Well, thank you guys so much for being on the show tonight. This was fun, and uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, I'll, always complete. Yeah, dude, pop in the podcast <laughs> cherry down here. The podcast cherry. Um, as we're closing out here, Jacob, we'll start with you. What keeps you up at night? What keeps me up at night? Whoa, <laughs> <laughs> that took a turn. What does keep just? Dude, that's a tough question. Like it used to be, it used to be fucking engineering school. That's for sure. I'd say sometimes, sometimes, yeah, I don't know. Fuck. It does keep me up at night. Being too fucking warm. 
you know? Dude, yeah, my room's... I just need a cold room to sleep. Yeah, I've been sleeping same. pretty good lately, so... <laughs> yeah, man, dude, my room, is, my room is an igloo. Like, it it has to be cold if I'm going to sleep comfortably. Yeah. I, I can't sleep... But, and the white noise. And the white noise. you got to have the white noise. Yeah. And AC... An AC unit does wonders for both. both those things. That's mm -hmm. right. Zach, what keeps you up at night? Uh, uh, let's see. Well, what keeps me up at night? The internet in South Park and trying to do as much as possible before I have to wake up in the morning <laughs> and do whatever I got to do the next day. Did you watch the pandemic special? Uh, ben, <laughs> of course I freaking <laughs> did. I was it. I uh, I texted my uh, my dad because he got YouTube TV. I was like, I need that so I can watch that shit as it's happening. Oh, that's funny, dude. Do you know? Did you know that that is the first hour long episode of South Park in history? Yeah, man. Yeah, that's just yeah, man. Right. I. Yeah, no, I, I, like, literally saw, like, an ad that just, all I saw was Randy wearing a mask. And I'm like, fuck, this new South Park. <laughs> I gotta <laughs> see fuck, this. Dude, I've been waiting for this. This is what I need right now. Yeah, no, I've been waiting for a South Park episode out of this year since March. Since all this shit happened, I couldn't wait to see what they did. And, and it, it culminated in... Randy uh, doing a pandemic special, Tagrity Farms. <laughs> good shit, man. You know it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The only other thing that would ever keep me up is planning this fucking weekend. That was planning <laughs> the kickback. Planning the kickback. Yeah. <laughs> Build a stage, had acts cancel, had a because the reason I built a stage is because the stage I had coming like shit out on me and they didn't have it like three days before. And it's just like managed chaos. Jacob, what, what puts you to sleep? What puts what? you to sleep? What puts me? Uh, potential spam. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what puts me to sleep? Uh, like, I don't know how I would describe it, but it's almost like you have to train your brain to know how to focus on nothing. Yeah. That's a good right because it just it, otherwise it's just fire 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 neurons on like random shit you did like four years ago yeah. and like, like it's super easy to get into that and like just have an overactive brain it's kind of where like anxiety comes from which like sometimes I get that too which like leads to procrastination when you're awake which not sleeping is like procrastinating about sleeping yeah so you got to train it to like relax and almost like meditate but I don't I'm not actually meditating I don't. <laughs> Yeah, no, yeah, I'm, I'm not. Mantra. Yeah, I'm not gonna say that. Like, I'm good at that, but like, you're kind of just focusing. Like, I don't know. This is. That's what I heard. You just focus on nothing. Right? Yeah, well, that's a good point. Zach, what about you? What puts you to sleep? What puts me to sleep? Uh, two things: uh, CBD and ASMR videos. <laughs> good. Um, Quite relaxing. Actually. And the white noise is so crucial. I, I, that was what my AC unit was doing for a while. That was my ASMR for a while. Um, but now we got to find a new one because it's getting a little cold out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you can't keep the AC on. Either. No, no, man. Um, well, thank you guys so much for being on the show, and joining me this evening. I Absolutely. Love you.
All right. Yeah, no. Have say, yourself a good night. Yeah, say, you know, there's actually been one thing I want to say real quick. I just want to give a shout out to uh, the guys in Maybe Hazel. They got an album uh, coming out at the end of October as well. Actually, yeah, we feel good. That was also their first show ever. That was their first show, yeah, that they, they played this And weekend. they got paid. <laughs> they did. Oh, they yeah. Got they got them paid. But, yeah, yeah, they got an album coming out at the end Dude. of this month as well. So you got two local more. You got the Frang Gang and you got the Maybe Hazel guys coming out. Well, you see, well. when you got the Frang Gang and you got Maybe <laughs> Hazel, drop the records. You got the records coming out. You got, got the records music. coming. The sounds, all of the good, the good stuff. <laughs> you got the good vibes flowing. The Milwaukee music scene in good hands. Milwaukee. <laughs> Hell yeah. I'm excited. Yeah, I loved Fist Fight very much, so I'm very much looking forward to the new record Sick. there as oh, well. Good. Shout out to Preston and all those guys uh, oh, yeah. on it's their new project. Yeah, well, for everyone watching, stream Mass Verde, uh, Scrumptial Lesson. Uh, the Goodland, Wolf Frank and the Goodland Gang, Goodland Gang Part 2 coming out at the end of the month. And uh, looking forward to Range of Motion or whatever it's going to be called. Um, bungo, bungo. <laughs> we're just going to say Fungo Bungalow. Fungo, fungo Bungalow. Um, looking forward to what they're doing as well. Um, lots of fun music, lots of great live shows. Uh, we look forward to all of it. Thank you for watching, Mr. Nice Guy. We'll see you next time. All right. Peace out. Peace out. Oh, yeah.